you would, you can have a seat for just a minute. We've got some great news, and I'm going to let the dad tell you. Logan and Bennett, Bennett and Liz, of course, are great members of our church and their family. We're so grateful they're here. Uh, I'm going to let him share what happened this week. Thank y'all. Um, actually, I'm going to let Leah share with y'all because I feel like that's an important part. Wednesday night, I accepted Jesus into my heart. And I would hope all that are younger would follow. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. We rejoice with uh, the Bennett family and, uh, wow, with Leah. Precious picture of what God is doing in our community and in our church family. And um, I wanted to share with you this morning, I know some of you have been wondering, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And we'll, we'll be brief, but we'll try to do it due diligence. Just a few things that we believe as a staff and a lot of our ministry teams here at church have been doing uh, in our community, in the life of our church family over the last several months. And um, uh, we have been doing our, our homework, just so you know. And if you want copies of some of these slides that I'm going to share, you're welcome to them. I'll go through some of them pretty quickly. But if you guys want to pop them up there, we know that our church is, is growing uh, we got access to a report that would show us what's happening just about 10 minutes in any direction from our church. And you may or may not know this. I knew some of it just because of what the pastoral staff does here. Some of it was new information to me. Um, but I wanted to share this with, with you so you'll kind of know what we're thinking as we move into the last part of our service this morning. And uh, the first one is this. There are a lot of, uh, just keep just keep punching, punching through there. Thank you. Uh, the first one is this. There are a lot of unreached people in our community. And those red dots that maybe is hard to see for you where you're sitting, those are neighborhood homes that probably have never heard the gospel. They've never heard about Jesus because they are from Central and Southwest Asia, the Far East, the Middle East, the South, uh, Southeast Asia, Polynesia area of the world. They're moving to Greenville, South Carolina. Most of you uh, know that because you get stuck bumper-to-bumper traffic in Woodruff Road. So if you're wondering where those people are from, I just told you where a lot of them are from. Um, so they're from a lot of places. This map shows a lot of uh, women over the age of 64 who live by themselves, who are widows within a 10 minutes uh, drive of our church. There are some that are on the next slide that are orphans that we know about. Um, the next slide shows new neighbors um, hit that next one. There you go. New neighbors. These are people who have moved to our area in the last 12 months. The whole area is about to be red, isn't it? Those are people who are moving to the Five Forks area. Moved here about 12 months ago. And those are people looking for a church home. Now, these next slides, I'll just go through kind of quickly. But I just want you to see the information that we have on these folks who are moving in. We know their religion. Keep, keep going. Their ethnic group. Their ethnicity, uh, assimilation, talks about the language that they uh, know or know well. Uh, their income, uh, their marital status. I mean, there's a lot of things, what they're, what they're dwelling, what kind of house they live in, their education, their household size, and stop at that one right there. So there's a lot that we know about our area. And one of the things as a result of what God is doing in our community and sending to our area is those people are finding Crossroads Baptist Church. One stat I didn't pull up this morning to show you, 
you can hit that next one, uh, is the number of people that are hitting our website and Googling. I think in the month of, uh, what month are we? In the month of March, 18,000 people, I have no idea why, are searching Crossroads Baptist Church online. So that's a lot of what Kayla has been doing for us with social media and our website. This is a result of what's happening in our weekday ministry that you heard uh, Ashley sharing about. In 2010, we had 13 kids in that program. 13. You might could trust me with 13 kids. I might could handle that. 72? Not a chance. Not a chance. Where's a bus ticket? I'm out of here. But she is. she and her team of incredible teachers and staff are uh, managing 72 now children in the weekday ministry, and that is continuing to grow. Uh, let me show you the next one. Just in our uh, small group and Sunday school attendance, uh, since January, of course, we were kind of coming back after the great pandemic and growing and moving. Uh, the month of May, we'll see what we have this Sunday, but uh, those are average numbers. Up to 170 people are, are fellowshipping with us and joining us on Sunday morning. Praise the Lord for that. I know, and you probably know, that there are many families who are not back yet, uh, who are still a little anxious, and we get that. That's why our chairs were somewhat spaced apart, but over since January, they gradually have come back together. Has anybody noticed that? I mean, it's been like puzzle pieces, becoming one big, beautiful picture in here. Um, So we know people are anxious. Uh, Small group space, let me show you this next one. When you think about small group space, as you know... Uh, just on this level, that kind of sketch there is just on this level, all the blue are our classes that are outside the Family Life Center. And now even during small group Sunday school time, we have a group meeting out here. We have groups meeting over here. Uh, the staff continues to kind of move and vacate our offices. This doesn't show you that the classrooms that are full back here with all of our children, the education building, there are two rooms, only two rooms open in our education space. Because uh, we've knocked down a wall to make one room suitable for a classroom. So we have a couple of classrooms there. And uh, uh, our finance team a few months ago approved for us to ask someone uh, smarter than we were uh, to come in from the outside and to look at all of our rooms and all of our space and help us prioritize our space. To help us determine how we can best use our space. And he spent several hours here and walked around and one of the things that he determined is, you guys don't have any space. You're prioritizing it. You're using every nook and cranny. What he also determined is the average uh, attendance or everyday attendance for our sanctuary, uh, especially during COVID days, is about 153 people. Uh, some of you might think the sanctuary seats 200, 300 people. Doesn't seat that many people, especially over the next several months as people get used to coming back. Not going to hold that many people. Uh, the everyday attendance for our Family Life Center is 288 people. I believe Easter Sunday, I think we had 273 people. Obviously, we don't have that every Sunday. If we could get our folks who love Easter and Christmas to come join us every week, we would have a problem. And I'm praying that they will. I'm praying that they will. So you can see there we have some challenges. I was sharing with our teams as we were praying this morning. I don't get very anxious. Uh, the last time I was anxious here, because you quickly have become friends and I love you, but the last time I was anxious here on a Sunday was September the 23rd, 2019. 
And that was the Sunday that this church voted for me to become one of your pastors here. I've been anxious about today, not because I'm doubting any response that you have, but the weight that we all should feel on our opportunity to do what God might be calling us to do. And I say might because we'll all determine this together. There's no dictator of this church. It's led by one person, Jesus, and a lot of teams of people who serve. So I'm thankful for you. So here's some steps that the staff and our finance team and properties team and uh, long-range team who have been meeting, by the way, for several months are suggesting, the first one is this, that we would maximize our current space, that we would make other classrooms. Now, the only couple places we don't have classrooms yet are the bathrooms and the kitchen. But we'll do whatever we got to do. We'll get creative. So that's our first uh, step. Our next step is to continue to worship here, some of you have asked, in our Family Life Center. So much like, and I love Joey's illustration a few weeks ago, much like Harrison Ford in the movie Air Force One got from one plane to the next and they renamed that plane Air Force One after he migrated over by cable, uh, we are kind of renaming this place our worship center. Uh, you say, Pastor Jack, what does that mean about the sanctuary? Are we going to keep using it? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's kind of the next point on the screen. Our sanctuary, we'll call it our chapel, is going to continue to be used. It was used, uh, or normally is used on Sunday morning. There's a, there's a group, Sunday school class, that meets in the chapel. Uh, the rooms that I call in the sanctuary hall are filled with our student ministry has moved over there to make more room for people. Uh, if our student ministry keeps growing, then they'll go to the third floor and we'll just uh, we'll be up there where some other stuff is being stored that we'll have to clean out. So we have some great... Uh, problems. The sanctuary also be used for funerals and weddings. Um, what am I saying? I'm saying God is on the move. And my question to myself is, am I ready? Am I ready? We don't have any decisions to make today. Well, one that I'll share with you at the end of this next video. But you may say, what are we going to do? How much is it going to cost? I don't know. I don't know. Got some ideas, but I don't know. Today really is the first step in a thousand-step journey that I believe God is calling us to make. And the question perhaps he's asking us is, are we willing to be one of those pieces of the puzzle that he wants to use to create a beautiful picture to reach more people for Jesus? Over the last few weeks, I've been able to... Uh, to catch up with some of our long-range team and our properties team, our finance team, as we've been talking and praying. And I want to, uh, I want to share with you this morning uh, some of their thoughts uh, on the screen. So watch this. more room because we have grown, had more growth here in the past year, year and a half than I think we thought was, was possible given the circumstances that we've had. And we are, we are outgrowing about every room that we've got on Sunday mornings in a way that we're, we're getting new people every Sunday and getting people that it's the first time here and that's a great problem to have, but we also have the, the same problem of where do we put them, where do they go, how do we get them interactive in the church as well and in a way that they feel comfortable. 
The reason we make room is because we need to bring people to Christ. Our mission is to not just sit back and be fed. Our mission is to go tell. And when we go tell, that means bring people to Him. If people come up to the church and they can't find a parking space or they come in and they have a hard time finding a seat, they probably will be discouraging in coming back. We have to make room. Um, currently, we are almost at capacity. Um, if you come on a Sunday morning, uh, we're busting at the doors. Um, and I know, we know we've got people that are still not come back to church from the pandemic yet. So um, we're at a point to where we have to grow. Um, they say if you reach 80% capacity, you can basically, you're going to stop growing at that point. So, you know, we have to learn, look to expand um, if we're going to reach our full capacity. Why make room? Because people are moving here and they're needing a place to worship, needing a place to connect with God, connect with people. And what better place than Crossroads? We've, we've got to make room here at Crossroads for, for the growth and the work that God's doing. I, I don't think it's enough for us to sit back and be excited about what we have now and, and see how um, He's bringing people right to our door. And if, if we don't make room and if we don't give God that opportunity to, to do something great through this church, we're missing a, a huge opportunity um, to, to be a blessing in this community and, and to really follow through with this church's mission. Well, I feel like God's sending people our way. Um, I've seen it definitely in the, in the preschool. I mean, we've grown so much. Um, you know, during the weekday, also on Sunday mornings, more more younger families with with young children, and some of those have come from the preschool. So I just see, um, you know, just the growth that that's happened. As you can look around, there's growth on our road. There's new houses being built all the time. So why make room for more people to be able to expand our reach out into the community more effectively? Well, without vision, we've got no, uh, uh, I guess, no goal, no nothing to look forward to. And uh, our vision for our church here should be to grow and provide uh, a church and a home place where people can come and learn about Christ. As long as we're following God's vision for God's church, no, we can't go wrong. Vision keeps the ball rolling, and it keeps us focused on the right thing. It keeps the main thing the main thing. And the main thing's Jesus. The legacy that we leave, uh, it's not about us. It's about the people that aren't here, but the people that are moving here. When I think of vision, I think of my glasses versus God's glasses. So basically, I need to take my glasses off and look through His, His eyes. And when I think of vision, I think of things that we have never seen before. I don't want to put God in a box. I think you've always got to be looking to the future, and so having vision to, to plan ahead is always a good thing. And I certainly know that we're uh, you know, looking, looking to the future here and, and all the growth that's happening here at Crossroads and, and just trying to plan for the space that we need for that. I'm excited for what God is doing in our church right now. It, it's something that's been prayed for um, for years by members of this church. Um, I can remember men's ministry meetings and and some of my greatest mentors here um, at the church talk praying for revival praying for 
um, an excitement and, and a growth in this church, in this, this community, and, and we're living in it right now. Oh, I see the excitement each and every week in our students, in our children, in the adults, in the music. Just the excitement when you walk through the doors and you see people excited about being here, not just to fellowship with each other, but to worship God. There's, there's just so many things that are going on around here. I, I can't even keep up with them. There's um, from the kids to the adults to um, day, daytime ministries to missions opportunities. Uh, it's just uh, I just feel it and that there's people coming in and the excitement and the gen- has been generated and uh, so I think that things are on the move and we're right in the middle of it. It's the people has prayed 10, 20, 30 years ago, and now we're being privileged to see the fruit of all their prayers. I learned that in 1909, there was a small group of people that started the church in a schoolhouse where they began to grow, and God began to do a work. It moved, the church moved from that schoolhouse onto Anderson Retro, and they built a wooden structure, then they began to outgrow the space. God began to move and they built a three-story structure that is now housed right on our property. And that was in the mid to late 50s. The sanctuary was added and it was added on to the three-structure building. Well, God continued to do a, a miraculous thing. And in the early 70s, then a family life center was built. And I'd say mid to 70s. Then an education was built in the late 70s. And uh, we were starting to outgrow space uh, with, a, with a dynamic uh, pastor and God was moving and doing great things here. And we uh, decided to add on uh, to the present structure. It's our two-story structure. Well, all those steps along the way, all through those years, God did a miraculous thing. He moved, and as he moved, and as the people of the church lifted Christ high, then people were drawn to this ministry. Our trust in God is just uh, just in every aspect of our life, not just uh, just the church and not just our vision and what our leaders are here, but in our daily lives as well. And, uh, I trust our leaders. I trust their leadership and the vision that they have. And, trust our church will do what's what's needed to accommodate people and to, uh, keep the ball rolling. Wow, just hearing from our church staff and so many members there, I am encouraged about what God is doing in our church family. And over the last couple years, one thing that I know for sure I've discovered is that our church family is a family who loves one another and believes in reaching out to our community. Uh, I've been amazed every time God's provided an opportunity you, our church family, has stepped up in response to that and been willing to go where God has been leading. And for that, I say thank you because I'm so glad to be a part of the church family who believes in following after God's vision. As we pray about the future, as God sends more people to our area who are looking for hope, they're looking for Jesus, cultures from all over the globe are coming to Greenville, South Carolina, we have to do our part to be prepared. And I think about all the pieces of the puzzle that God has been putting together to reach our community for Christ. Over the last decade, so many in our church family have been praying that God would do an incredible work 
and he has so many times, time after time after time. My prayer is that he will do it again, even as we think about the future, those that God is sending our way, and that we will answer yes to what God is calling us to do so that he can do it again. His plan A is to use people. And one of the things I've learned in my short time here at Crossroads is that most of us have said we want to be the people that God is using. So I hope that you'll join me and the rest of our church family and our staff in praying about our next steps. What are those next steps? Well, we'll discover those together as we trust in the Lord for his vision for us as we grow and seek to make space and make room for those that God is sending our way. Would you pray with me and ask God to give us the opportunity to see him do it again? in our community, through us, and through our church family. God is moving. What are we going to do? A lot of questions still. A lot of questions. Don't have any answers for you yet. But the first question is, will we be willing to do what God's laid on us to do, to be willing to be obedient, take that next step? I'm going to ask our uh, long-range team and finance team and uh, properties team to come on up here because we have already kind of answered that question. And our staff, of course. Yeah, you can. You can. Come on up. And Jerry, will you grab that black table over there for me? If you want to grab one of these puzzle pieces. We are committed to be a piece of the puzzle that God wants to use. And that really is the first step. Say, God, we're willing. And then beyond that, we'll start to explore and come back to you and report to you as a church family. Here's the next step. What are we going to do? Here's the next step. What are we going to do? Here's the next step. You'll be in the loop all the time. No surprises because we have to do this together as a team. So if you're willing to be a part of that puzzle that God's putting together and be one of those pieces, I'm going to ask you and our folks are going to play. Instrumentalists will play. You just come get one of these puzzle pieces and then we're going to sing a song to celebrate God's goodness over the history of this church for the last decades and decades. So if you want to come get one of these, 
as a symbol to say, I'm committed to be a puzzle piece in God's big puzzle. Come grab one. that we had uh, one of our pastoral staff keep up with history. Because as I was looking through those photos, I couldn't help but say, wow. The faithfulness of God. Some people who are with Jesus now were thinking about you and me 50, 60, 70 years ago. I hope that we'll think about the next people that will sit in this room. Maybe a bigger room. I don't know what God's going to do. But I can't help but think, great is thy faithfulness. Will you lead us in that song?
Let's sing that together. As we sing this song today, great is thy faithfulness. these folks up here. Can we give them a hand? They're going to be serving a lot more. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask Ronnie Gillespie, if you would, to come close us in prayer. And uh, our next steps will be uh, the same expert that we had come in and say, you're out of room, is the same one that is helping us think through what do we do next. So hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, we will have a report to share. And again, we'll keep you up to date and let you know uh, what our next steps are. So thank you. May we pray? <clears throat> Father, uh, I just thank you for this church, and I thank you for you being the head of it, and that we follow your direction. Uh, each one of us today is holding a piece of the puzzle, but thankfully you hold the cover and the box cover, and you know what the end looks like. We have no idea, but each piece of the puzzle is a vital part. Without the one piece, it can't be completed, and we just pray that you help us, you guide us, you see us through this, that we turn to you, that we uh, listen to you, that we look for you, and we know that you're in control and it's not us. I thank you for this staff and what they have done in these other committees and their commitment uh, to you, and I pray that we all can commit to you and your will, and uh, this church will grow uh, spiritually maybe not numerically, but spiritually, uh, to save more for you. In Jesus' name we go. Amen.